You're listening to Sky Aspects with Cleopatra Jade, a podcast about astrological topics, also full and new moons. Enjoy, guys. We have an ultra-transformative week full of planetary transits. In this week's astrology, Aquarius season begins, allowing us to shine brightly for our originality. Pluto will move forward into the sign of the water bearer this week as well, allowing us to reevaluate situations that need a transformation from the spring of 2023. For the first time in 200 years, the Sun and Pluto will align together in Aquarius, shifting us into a fresh cycle of innovation. And Mercury will shift out of its post-shadow retrograde phase, leaving only one planet left in retrograde and shifting us out of the 2023 Sagittarius-Capricorn regressive cycle. Okay, so one thing to note, with Pluto going back into Aquarius, I'm going to release a standalone episode for that rather than clumping it into this video. And the episode that I'm going to release release for that will be the one I recorded last year back when Pluto went into Aquarius on March 23rd of 2023. That way you all are able to review the things that happened in the spring of 2023 regarding Pluto and Aquarius energy, but also use it for a reference point as a standalone episode for all the themes that are going to happen over this next 20 years or so while Pluto is transiting through Aquarius. And so that episode will be released somewhere in the middle of the week. Maybe I'll release it on Wednesday, just before it goes into Aquarius. A couple of days before it goes into Aquarius. Considering the kind of week that we're having, the vibes on the graph are mixed. Mental vibes and romantic tenors will persist throughout the week, then taper off around Sunday. Mercury's going to be the most dominant player this week, so our minds could feel like they're more alert than typical, which is great considering all the fogginess that happened during this Mercury retrograde, especially the Sagittarius portion, due to those squares to Neptune. So this is going to be really refreshing. We'll feel razor sharp, leading to getting back on track when it comes to our thought processes and our goals. Plus, with all that romantic energy going on throughout the week, our moves will focus on our love lives, of course, and getting playful when it comes down to flirtation. On top of that, around the 15th, these cerebral tones will intersect psychic energy. So that mental energy is going to blend with those psychic vibes, leading to moments where our intuition is spot on about hunches that we're feeling. Also, since it's blending with that romantic energy, we could experience intuitive hits about our love lives. By the time we get to the 17th through the 18th, Solitude and emotional sensitivity is going to connect with this romantic energy along with the mental stuff. And for that reason, we might feel touchier than usual. We may need space to ourselves to sort out our feelings and our thoughts concerning personal life stuff and romantic scenarios. Then when we get to the 19th, psychic vibes will return, mixed in with solitude and a smidge of good luck energy. Energy like this may have us experiencing mixed emotions in terms of wanting alone time versus mingling with others. So this may be a day where we're feeling sensitive to energies and so we may need space to ourselves to ground our energy. But at the same time with that good luck energy, with that smidge of good luck energy, our moods can turn more optimistic and we may crave adventure and socialization as a result. So yeah, we're in for a colorful week. Let's look at these next bunch of days and see what we can expect. As a reminder, don't forget to like and subscribe because it helps this channel grow. And if you'd like to support the work of this channel, you could do so by buying me a fresh cup of coffee. There's a link in the description box below. Monday offers us a moment to gain a sense of self through metaphysical fun with the sun making a sextile with Neptune. 
A transit like this really brings in a high spiritual tone. This is why we were seeing that psychic energy popping up on the graph. And with something like this, we may feel more intuitive than normal. But one of the coolest things about this alignment is us gaining faith back in ourselves. The Sun and Neptune in a positive alignment really helps us restore our belief back in ourselves and belief back in certain situations or people allowing us to feel a sense of hopefulness overall. An energy like this gives us the urge to participate in Neptunian things. So it could be a day of enjoying meditation, going crystal shopping, playing around with tarot cards, and other new age pursuits. Also, this can get us in the mood to listen to music, or veg out to a good movie, or lose ourselves in art or poetry. But overall, we'll be in the mood to decompress through these activities. Continuing with the let loose nature of the day, Venus is going to make a sesquiquadrate with Jupiter, which could further amp up the need to lose ourselves in something. Now, with an alignment like this, it happens to be a hard transit, but it's Venus and Jupiter coming together, so it's not as harsh or rough around the edges. It does come with some things, though, that we do need to be aware of, of course. With that favorable Neptune transit that helps us lose ourselves through spiritual things and other activities, something like this may rev up a few of the lower expressions of that, which generally Sun sextile Neptune does not have that sort of thing, but having this in the air on that same day may be one of those times where we're overindulging, so we need to be aware of that. This brings out the urge to gorge on sweet things, um, overdo it with alcohol and other indulgences, and other indulgences, so we do need to be aware of that with this. Also, on a romantic level, we can be over the top in terms of affection or craving over the top affection. But we also need to be aware of blowing things out of proportion, being overly careless when it comes down to our relationships, and being overly lavish to the point where it affects our wallet. And this could manifest through relationships, also through us buying things for ourselves. So just something to keep in mind. Have fun with this energy. Let loose. Enjoy yourself. But just make sure you're as balanced as possible. The 17th through 19th brings us the final days of Mercury retrograde. Mercury's in its post-shadow. Mercury's going out of its post-shadow as we get to the 20th. The 20th is overall a big day in terms of transformative energy. On top of that, with Pluto going into Aquarius and Aquarius season and the Sun and Pluto making that conjunction with one another. But back to the mercurial stuff. On Wednesday, we'll get that final post-shadow alignment with Uranus. This is three of three of the sesquiquadrates Mercury has been making to Uranus. We got the first one on December 6th, and then we got another one on the 19th. But a transit like this brought up situations where communication and thoughts might have deviated from the norm. In other words, it brought up situations where we might have been caught off guard by a social interaction, or something that didn't go as planned, or something within our thought processes that wasn't necessarily sticking, or just more or less experiencing a lot of scatterbrain, a lot of scattered thoughts. So this can bring up situations from that time period, and we may see a resolution from that since we are entering the final hit of this alignment and the post-shadow being almost over. But as we progress to the next day on the 18th, Mercury is going to make its final connection with Saturn. Mercury is going to make a sextile with Saturn, and this is the third of three that we got during the regressive cycle. The first one we got was on December 2nd, and the second one we got was on the 21st. And this transit was associated with long-term objectives, thinking clearly, thinking seriously about what you want for your future, how we can get stable in our lives in some sort of way, how we can get 
consistency in our lives and make things concrete. This could have been about committing ourselves to some sort of objective, project, goal, or other ways to get organized in our life. Also, if you had anything contractually, this is gonna bring that type of stuff up as well. This is one of those alignments you want during a Mercury retrograde or at any point in time when it comes down to committing to anything or contracts. Because what it does is it ensures that everything is done with integrity. That way you get a solid deal for whatever you're signing up for. Then when we get to Friday, we get the final alignment of this Mercury regressive cycle. Mercury will make a trine to Jupiter. And the last times we experienced this was on December 6th and 18th. So this could have us reevaluating situations regarding intellectual pursuits, socializing, creativity, and how to bring a cheerful tone to our lives. Then when we get to Saturday, Mercury leaves its post-shadow, wrapping up the 2023 Sagittarius-Capricorn regressive cycle. And the cool thing is, we only have one planet in retrograde left. Uranus is going direct next week leaving us about two months or so with no retrogrades. We won't have another retrograde until April, and it will be a Mercury retrograde in Aries. But let's take this time to really gain momentum back in our lives as we have no retrogrades for the moment. Circling back to Friday, on that day, the 19th, Venus makes a square with Neptune, which could help us cut through the haze in love life scenarios. In other words, this complex transit could give us the nudge needed to take a more realistic approach when it comes down to our love life, but also our financial situations. Energetically, a vibe like this shows us where our perception was distorted when it comes down to our romantic scenarios. So something like this can show us where we've been self-sabotaging when it comes down to the ability to have constructive unions. Or we may look at situations that we swept under the rug. So this could be a time of coming out of denial about maybe a romantic situation that we were idealizing in some sort of way, or just the overall truth of the matter of a situation that we need to face. So a transit like this shows us the importance of self-respect. It shows us that we need to value ourselves and why we can no longer live off of false hope. Also, this can help us get real about monetary issues, especially if we've been too frivolous when it comes down to our funds or if we just haven't been keeping track of where our money is going. A vibe like this can help us see why we need to change this behavior so that way we can have financial stability. On Saturday, the sun transits into Aquarius. Happy Aquarius season and happy birthday to all the Aquarians out there. As we shift from the standard way of doing things, we learn to deviate from the norm in Aquarius energy. Because we're dealing with transiting sun going through this sign, we gain a substantial ego boost from thinking outside the box, from embracing our originality, from being who we are unapologetically, and embracing our eccentricities. And even though we've got a lot of fabulous things that pop up in Aquarius season, we do have a situation in astrology where the sun happens to be in detriment while it's in this sign. Essential dignities in astrology helps us look at what signs and planets pair well together or what combinations might run into snags due to the differences. But in this case, the reason why the sun is in detriment while it's transiting Aquarius is because the sun rules Leo. Leo happens to be the opposite of this sign. It is its polar opposite sign. Aquarius deals with gaining our originality through the group, while Leo deals with shining for your own uniqueness without being defined by others. 
Leo is about taking center stage for yourself, while Aquarius is about highlighting everyone's strengths within the group. So for this reason, we may run into some snags while the sun is in Aquarius. Of course, some of the transits it'll make will be a mix of harmonious and some complicated ones. But regardless of that, that doesn't mean we're not going to have a good time in this energy. That doesn't mean that the positive qualities won't shine through in this energy. The great thing about this energy is if you felt stagnant for a while, if you felt like you've been in a rut and there's been no movement, this is going to be a time to shake things up. And considering that this sun in Aquarius is going to make a special alignment with Pluto that it hasn't made in a long time, this is absolutely going to be a period where we're seeing a breakthrough in some ways when it comes down to having some staleness in our lives. But taking Pluto out of the equation, this is a time of year where people start feeling a little bit stir crazy. People start feeling stuck. Of course, I'm talking from a Northern Hemisphere perspective, but including the Southern Hemisphere, this is a time where we're coming off the holidays. So no matter what portion of the globe you live in, this is generally a really slow period for a lot of people. So by the time Aquarius season arrives, we're ready to shake things up. We're ready for adventure. We're ready to get inventive and step outside of our comfort zone because we're ready to try new things or even make progress on the things that have been on hold for a while. So this could be a period of getting things going that have been on the back burner for some time. Another thing this season is famous for is being more social. This is another thing that comes up during this time where people are just ready to get out and be with their friends and connect with like-minded people. Go out on an adventure because we're beyond ready to emerge from whatever hibernation period we've been in. And because we're craving something epic, this could be a time to plan playdates with your friends. Go out on fun excursions, plan to go to a concert or two, or just anything that involves mingling of all kinds. And speaking of interacting, this could be a period where we have more of an urge to aid others. Aquarius is about rolling up your sleeves and helping your fellow man. It's about making society better so that way we progress. So this might be a period where you have the urge to either donate or volunteer and just lend a hand to some important cause. Another way this energy could manifest is connecting to our inventive side. This could be a period of having major breakthroughs in your life. This could be a period where you're more ingenuitous than normal. So if you had something complex going on that you were trying to piece together or solve, this may be a period where you're experiencing a eureka moment and coming up with cutting edge solutions to solve what seemed somewhat unsolvable. Under this influence, we might find ourselves deviating from the norm more than typical. A vibe like this tends to bring out our rebellious side. Sometimes that's a positive thing, other times that can be a lower expression. But with an energy like this, we deviate from the norm in a way that helps us make progress rather than sticking to the same old, same old. Because maybe that method is no longer working and it's time to try something innovative. Plus, with an energy like this, we learn to question things. And that's due to seeing things from the perspective of just because something is the norm doesn't mean it should be acceptable, doesn't make it right. In fact, it might be dysfunctional. And stepping outside of that can be seen as rebelling because everyone is doing things one way while you're going another direction. And of course, this doesn't have to be anything crazy or chaotic. It could be something as simple as food. Let's say you come from a family system where everyone still eats processed foods and you're going the more natural way when it comes down to what 
you're ingesting in your body. Something like that can be seen as rebelling. And so there may be scenarios like that, maybe not the food situation, but other scenarios. And of course, yes, there is extreme ends to something like this when you're deviating from the norm and connecting with your rebellious side. Of course, that does lead me to the lower expression of this energy. And being rebellious and deviating from the norm is fine. And this is coming from someone who's clearly not a normie, but there is a slippery slope when it comes down to these things. And so with the lower expression, we need to be aware of being different for the sake of being different, just to get a reaction out of other people or to ruffle other people's feathers. Or acting rebellious because you think it makes you look edgy and cool. We also need to be aware of aloofness when it comes down to an energy like this. Aquarius energy is about detaching and there is healthy detachment when it comes down to this energy. At the same time, it can veer on the end of being too cold and 100% aloof and disconnected and also disassociated from emotions and anything heart-centered. Just anything that's not cerebral, this energy tends to detach from that. And so we need to be aware of that. Also, this can lead to isolation, which is something else that pops up in this energy. We also need to be aware of excitement-seeking behavior. Obviously, doing exhilarating things is great. We all love it. At the same time, this energy can rev up the need to seek novelty. It can bring out our ultra-reckless side and the side of us that does things for thrills. And sometimes those things are just unconstructive as all hell. So yeah, this is definitely going to be an interesting Aquarius season. And it will be ultra-interesting because of all the rare stuff that's happening during the beginning of this Aquarius season. Pluto is going right into Aquarius within a matter of hours of Aquarius season starting. And while that happens, they're going to make a conjunction with one another. Pluto went into Aquarius back on March 23rd of 2023, making it the first time that this planet has transited into the sign of the water bearer in 225 years. It takes the celestial body about 240 years to circle the entire zodiac, and this is due to its eccentric orbit. But in that 2023 transit, we had about two and a half months of this planet being in that sign, and it lasted from March 23rd to June 11th. A crucial vibe of this transit was transforming our perspective on humanistic issues and how we assist one another in society. Our focus in this energy is going to be about reforming things that are outdated, making it a time to question and redesign things that are no longer valid. So this is about making progress as a society. And some of the ways we might see this is through scientific progress, building a sense of community, focusing on organizations, technological advancements, transformation through platonic relationships, such as friendships, groups, memberships, and other ways we interact with like-minded people. So for this round, Pluto will be here a little longer than it was in 2023. It's going to be here as of January 20th, and then it'll exit Aquarius around the 1st of September and make its final rounds in Capricorn for a good two and a half months. But by the time we get to November 19th of 2024, Pluto will fully be back in Aquarius and will not go out of Aquarius until May 8th of 2043. And as I mentioned earlier, I will be releasing a standalone episode for this. It's a re-release from the episode that was included in the March 23rd weekly astrology. And it's pretty long. It's about 20 minutes long of me talking about Pluto and Aquarius and what to expect and how things can unfold under this energy. So be on the lookout for that midweek. But on that same day, the sun is going to make its conjunction with Pluto. Typically, this is an annual conjunction. We get this every year with the sun meeting up with Pluto. 
And for the last 16 years or so, it's been in Capricorn. But this time around, we're getting in Aquarius for the first time in 200 years. Making this a rare and potent event, conjunctions are like new moons. And so it marks a new cycle in the planetary energies that are creating this conjunction. This is going to power up Pluto as it does every year. However, this is going to power up Pluto at that point of zero degrees Aquarius. Like this planet was when it went into Aquarius last year. So whatever was going on around that point in time is going to get some sort of activation. Whether that be on a personal level or a societal level. But either way, a vibe like this marks a new cycle of releasing unconstructive issues concerning our ego. As a result, we may end up altering unhealthy facets of ourselves, such as controlling tendencies or egocentric behavior. It could be a time of releasing things that no longer serve us or occurrences that undermine our confidence. It could be a period of healing from things that don't support a healthy sense of self, working on having better coping skills, working on things that were repressed, uncovering hidden truths, and uncovering hidden truths in this energy, especially with a conjunction like this, can feel very shocking in an energy like this. It's not to say that it's shocking in a way that may be uncomfortable, although it could be, especially on a world stage with an energy like this. It could be an unveiling point, but a vibe like this can give us the nudge needed to step back into our personal power and transform circumstances that have kept us in a rut for a long time. So yeah, what a potent week. We had a lot going on here. I feel like saying this is an ultra transformative week of planetary transits is an understatement with all the stuff that's occurring in terms of these transits, because these are truly some shifting energies that we have going on. Anyway, I hope you all have the best week ever later and see you in the next episode.